The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 331. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I answer your non-traditional questions and hopefully help your path to medical school be a little bit easier as a non-trad. You have plenty of stuff going on in your life, having a family, having a job, changing careers, whatever it may be. And so hopefully my answers here, our conversations here, make your life a little bit easier. The best way right now to ask questions to be answered on this podcast, go to premedhangout.com, use use the hashtag OPM and non-traditional and OPM podcast, and we'll go find you. Um, You can use all three of them or more, and we'll find you on the podcast. Our question today is an interesting one. It's kind of a pseudo non-trad question. I I debated answering it, uh, but we'll answer it anyway, because lots of non-trads are in this situation, and I'll, I'll... add a little non-trad spin onto it as well. But before we jump in, I want to talk about the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Again, as a non-traditional student, your time is valuable. And going to blueprintmcat.com, signing up for their free account, completely free account, well, you have to give them your email address so you have access to the account. You sign up for that free account and get access to their amazing study planner tool so that you know when you need to take the MCAT, what you have to do to take the MCAT by the time you wanna take it and whether or not that fits in with your life or what kind of adjustments you need to make as a non-traditional student. Go to blueprintmcat.com today and get that free account. All right, so let's go into our question today. Again, it's kind of a pseudo non-trad question, kind of like the MCAT has pseudo discrete questions, but uh, we'll we'll try to add a little non-traditional flair to it. So our student asks, I currently have a 3.6 GPA and a 3.5 cumulative GPA. So I'm assuming 3.6 is science. So they, they don't really specify that well there. Uh, and here's the, the kicker, a 496 MCAT. Everything else about my application is at the standard, I think. Uh, Good LORs, average ECs, personal statement, et cetera, but the only major red flag is my MCAT score. As a URM, do I take my chance to cycle or should I wait a year and try the MCAT again? If I do wait a year, would doing an SMP be beneficial since my GPA isn't the best or the worst, or should I spend the year beefing up my EC hours and other things? And so here's where the kind of non-trad flair comes into this and, and say, hey, let's, let's assume this student is a non-traditional student and has life going on, whether they're changing careers, whether they have a family, whatever the specific situation is, that adds a lot to the equation of well, what do you have time for, okay? So the first thing out of the gate is let's look at how they classified themselves as a URM student. If you don't know what URM means, it's underrepresented in medicine or underrepresented minority, depending on on kind of the definition that you look at. 
there was a standard definition set by the AAMC many years ago. That definition has now kind of been pushed to the schools, and every school kind of sets their standard for who they're looking for. And even in the age of affirmative action being dis disbarred, disbanded, whatever the language, right, made illegal by the Supreme Court, basically, the race-based admissions is still a thing. You can still talk about your race and how it affects you. You just can't check a box and say, I'm black, I'm Latino, I'm whatever, right? And so your experience as an underrepresented person, as a uh, as as a minority, um, is still valuable and still tells a story. And it's even more imperative on you as a person to do that. So uh, I, w- I want to throw that out the, out the window because I don't think we should be thinking in terms of MCAT score versus URM and go, oh, because you are URM, we will quote unquote settle for a lower score. And I think a lot of people think like that. And I don't think we should, right? We have data that shows that URM students on average have lower acceptance uh, MCAT scores, lower matriculation MCAT scores. There's a lot that goes into that though. So I, I don't think we can just look at it as one variable by itself and go, because you have a lower MCAT score and because you are underrepresented, that's okay. You always, always, always want the best scores possible for you. And we know that it's very easy for schools to to have cutoffs at 500, right? 500 is kind of the de facto, let's make sure we meet it. The average MCAT score for all people taking the test these days is about a 501 and a half now. It's it's crept up from 500. And so we want to do better than that. So I'm gonna throw that one out the window. Let's look at the, the next part of this question. Should I do an SMP? Well, you said your GPA was 3.6 and 3.4. Again, I, I wasn't really sure which one is science, which one is cumulative, although you did say the 3.4 was cumulative. It's impossible for me to know what that means though. And I talk about this all the time. If I say I have a 3.5 GPA, I've graduated from college, I don't know what that means. You shouldn't know what that means either. A 3.5, and with all things being equal, equal credits every semester across four years, could be 4.0, 4.0, 3.0, 3.0. That's a 3.5. That is a bad trend because you're stumbling into medical school. Your 3.5 could be a 3.0, 3.0, 4.0, 4.0. You raised the bar. You have what we call an upward trend. That's fantastic. You are starting to show and and possibly have shown academic ability. And especially those later years, the harder typically uh, upper division classes, most medical schools likely would go 3.5. Yeah, not, not blow it out of the water. Amazing. But look at that trend. 4.0, 4.0 last two years in those upper division science courses. Fantastic. Wonderful. So do you need an SMP? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what I recommend everyone do, go to mapped, M-A-P-P-D.com. That's our, our software where you can for free track your GPA, graph your GPA. We can see those trends. And if you need some help interpreting those trends, we have Mapped Pro, which will allow you access to our advisors. So you can ask questions right inside of the platform. That is uh, Mapped Pro's $90 a year. 
$90 a year to have access to experts who are looking at your data and can help you navigate this crazy journey. We recommend starting mapped as early as possible. You're entering all of your data. You're starting to make decisions and, and understand this process. So go to maps.com, put in your information, use the promo code old premeds. Uh, that'll give you 60 days of free mapped pro, meaning you'll have access to our advisors for free for 60 days, two months. Go enter your data. So we have a better idea of specifically the student, if you're listening or anyone else, so we can understand specifically what that looks like for you. What do your trends look like? What, what, what does all of that look like? So that's the SMP question. Again, should you do more ECs? Again, I don't know. There's not enough information in this, unfortunately. And again, the non-traditional spin on this is, well, it depends on what else you're doing in life. Do you need to work a full-time job because you have mouths to feed and a roof to put over your head? Or do you have a supportive partner in this process who has said, hey, you do your thing, I got the house covered, and, and you're free to go go get a full-time job in a clinical environment or go back to school full-time or whatever that looks like for you. So it really just depends on your specific situation and what that process looks for you. Now, again, I have said for you many times because this process is individualized. There's no right or wrong typically for most people. As long as you understand your strengths and weaknesses, you understand your availability to do things and your flexibility in life, especially as a non-traditional student, what does that look like? And how can you take your journey and make it work for you? Now, unfortunately, a lot of students go into this process, and I was just having a conversation with a, a, a student and his parents yesterday. A, a lot of people think like, oh, I only have 100 hours, I need 1,000. I, I only have a 3.5, I need a 3.9. I only have a, a 500, I need a 5.20. And, and that there's all this, I should, I should, I should, I should, I should, when in reality, you just need to be you and put your application forward. And yes, you need to show academic capability. And yes, you need to show that you can handle a really big test like the MCAT. As asinine as I, I think the MCAT is, there is some potential validity in going, hey, you can handle a really big test, period, right? Because you're, once you start medical school, you have three more really big tests in your future. You have actually more than that, but three really big tests, the board exams. Whether you go to MD school or DO school, DO school, you may take six really big exams because uh, you're taking Comlex and USMLE. But you have those USMLE board exams. And, and the bare minimum that I will agree to that the MCAT has some uh, usefulness for is, hey, can you study for a really big test and do okay in it? Right? The MCAT is nothing like the board exams, in my opinion. A lot of people think the board, step one specifically, was harder than the MCAT. I think the MCAT was much harder. It's just a very different test. So anyway, uh, can, can you do well on the MCAT is, is really a big part of this equation. And for this student specifically, a 496 is going to barely meet minimums for some schools. Have I seen students get in with 496s? Absolutely. Have I seen students thrive in medical school with 496s? Absolutely. Does a 496 mean you can't be a, uh, a fantastic doctor who makes a difference in the lives of their patients? 
Absolutely not. But does a 496 prevent you from getting into a lot of schools? Yes. And that is the main equation that I use. Uh, the, the language that I typically use is does it open doors or does it close doors? A 496 closes a lot of doors, unfortunately. And that's just the way that I think about it. And so for this student, I would say, let's go open some more doors and get a higher MCAT score. Take your time. Now, what else you do during that time is really a big question mark on what does your application look like? And, and we're working on uh, some specialized kind of 30-minute advising sessions. You, you can go get a 30-minute advise, uh, advising session right now with my team. Uh, you can use uh, the, uh, just go go to medicalschoolhq.net, click on advising, just do general pre-med advising, 30-minute call and say, hey, here's, here's my story. Do I need an SMP? Do I need extra ECs? Should I take retake the MCAT, right? You can get personalized advice from our team in a 30-minute call. We have Mapped Pro as well, which is a lot more affordable for most people. So go, go check out uh, any of those options to get very personalized advice on those next steps. I hope that was helpful. I tried to add a little non-traditional spin into what is very, uh, very much a, a basic question, right? Is a 496 good enough? Is it not? So uh, hopefully that was helpful. Don't forget to check out Blueprint MCAT for their amazing free study plan and free account, which gives you access to lots of other free goodies as well. And check out MAPPED, M-A-P-P-D dot com. Use that promo code uh, old premeds so that you can get access to MAPPED Pro. Most of MAPPED is free. MAPPED Pro includes chatting with our advisors and uh, access to my LORs, which is kind of our interfolio competitor that works with AMCAS and ACOMIS. It does not work with TMTSAS, unfortunately. Uh, maybe one day, but we'll see. Um, so go go do all of that fun stuff. And don't forget to go go tell some friends about the old Premeds podcast. Let them know that you listen to it and you enjoy it and you learn something from it. And hopefully it helps your journey. We have a great week. We'll see you next time. This is MedEd Media.